what's happening. John Fish here. John Fish knows nothing. And I have a new mic. How's the sound? New mic. New mic tonight. And I'm hoping that's making a big difference <laughs> because I have had way too many mic problems recently. Um, why do I look so bright? It looks too bright. I need to turn with the lights off. Right. <clears throat> Just way too much lighting on my face, man. So we up to. I had a busy weekend. I was traveling. Uh, I didn't really get to see the fights. Anything I saw was secondhand through the uh, apps, right, on my timeline. Shit popped up on my timeline. So I saw some things. We can talk a little bit about what I saw. But for the most part, I was teaching. I went to Texarkana on... Saturday, I left, I left Friday, but I got there and taught 10 to 12. Had a really great seminar, Nogi seminar. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, I've been working on a strength course too, Fitch Smash Strength. It's coming. It's coming. Got some good things in the works for everybody. Where is everybody at today? <clears throat> um, all right, guys. Let's play something. Hmm. I haven't been practicing enough. I need to practice. I need to practice uh, some stuff. Oh, we got a super chat already. Check it out. Floodland, what's up, buddy? Rockstar, look, activated. What's up? Yep, we got it going. I, I, I uh, was... You know, I took a shower after my flights and stuff yesterday. I was feeling kind of grimy. And uh, I usually just comb it back, <clears throat> but it was like really thick. And I was having a hard time combing it back. So I just parted it. I haven't parted it a long time. I thought that I looked like a St. Louis pimp. So I thought I should rock the uh, the St. Louis pimp with like a perm look going on for a minute and see, see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that rock star. I got my rock star skins. Now I just need to learn how to play like one. All right, guys. Um, what am I playing? I always take the easy way out and and play uh, for Elise. and roll guys <clears throat> i think uh who was that was that beethoven who wrote for elise mozart chopin i don't know i don't remember i've had some art history classes but college for the most part just like high school and anything else is academic is just i just need to memorize some stuff it, the way the teacher wants me to memorize it and then I need to regurgitate it. And then you get the grade. <clears throat> it's, uh, zero reflection in intelligence and actually knowing anything. 
True. I learned, I, I learned this. I used to memorize some factoids that the teacher told you. You don't even know if it's real. <laughs> Who knows what they told you? Um, so how's everybody doing today? Good. Everybody in the chat, Sal, what's up? How's it going? I'm excited to get some ass. That's great, man. You gotta be careful rushing the stage. That was uh, Maynard. You guys ever see that video of Maynard choking a guy out? Somebody rushed the stage and Maynard rear naked choked him. That's a that's a real that's a real thing. I think I maybe maybe try to show you guys. Um, out. Let's see if there's a. Yep, I found it, man. You guys want to? I don't think we can play the music. I don't think. When the uh, I'll find the moment it happens. Try. Oh no, it was on the. Oh, there we go. It's coming up. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to show you the sound because I'll probably get, I'll probably get, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, whatever, uh, strike or whatever crap. But no, not Gray Maynard. Maynard, like the lead singer of Tool, the lead singer of Tool, Tool, right? Like, guy rushed up on stage. This was a long time ago. It was like almost 20 years ago, maybe. Guy rushed up on stage. Maynard's probably still white belt. I think he's like purple, not brown. But, um, Guy rocked on stage. I'll show you, man. I found it. I found it. So we're just gonna watch and watch it, dude. I'm gonna share screen, bros. Happy pair to have your mind blown. All right, how's this? How's this look for you guys? Okay, I gotta see if I can. I'm gonna expand this, or at least do the wider screen. All right, so that's Maynard right here in the middle. This little guy. Bent over, right? It's muted, so you're not going to see it. Um, hopefully, you can see my cursor moving. This guy rocked up on stage. He's right here. Maynard hugs him, hip tosses him to the ground, takes his back, rear naked choke. He's sing He's like singing the whole time. You'll have to go back and watch this on your own, guys, when uh, you have a chance. Okay. <clears throat> So, yep, he's uh, choking the guy out while he, he's, he's singing. Didn't, didn't miss a beat. Right. Then I think the guy's cleared off the stage. or He's still he's still on top of him. He's mounted right there. I don't know if you can see my cursor, but he's mounted on the guy on stage waiting for, like, security to do something. <laughs> That is my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's so funny. That was amazing. A long time ago, years, years ago. But he's a, uh, it was that. What's the dancing clip? What did I miss on the dancing clip? Oh, no. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if it was tool or perfect circle. I assumed it was tool. And I didn't, uh, you'll know the second you hear, the sound. I didn't have the sound on because I didn't want to get I didn't want to get the thing. But this is what I'll do. 
I'm, I'm going to put that link here in the chat for you guys. And then you can check it out on your own for research purposes. I got a little Modelo today. I made a little money yesterday. I'm having a good weekend. Got a lot of work last uh, week done. I'm putting together uh, Fitch Strength, Fitch, Fitch Smash Strength. Okay, so I have I have the uh, resistance band course. Okay, and then now I'm I'm gonna do the actual iron course. Oh, Danzing got knocked out by opening act singer. Yeah, it makes you sad, but remember we've talked about it a lot here. I talk in my learn to fight videos, like you know, it's 50-50 a lot of times when you're punching, throwing strikes. You hit the right spot, the right 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 force, you have the right timing. Doesn't mean you're better, you know, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. All right, guys. So one of the things, um, excuse me, wanted to do is talk about the seminar. Won't take long. It was a good seminar. We focused on wrestling and a little bit of top control. So what we did was I broke down the penetration step, the the the, actual, the, the most basic elements of taking someone down, that penetration step, shooting in. We broke that down. I break it down into, into four steps. Um, you make a movement each of the four steps. Give a lot of little tiny details on how to make that position much stronger for people. And, you know, you see it's cool part about teaching is people have light bulbs that come that go on when you fix something for them. And like, oh, man, it's like no wonder I struggled in this position. No wonder I had such a hard time here is because your initial shot was already flawed. You're already in bad position. So the other person didn't have to do that much to, to defend. And now you've got to do a lot to make up for those mistakes. So fixing and uh, improving those fundamentals is, is huge. So we broke that down. We worked on some double leg stuff. And because that's really huge on positioning, you know, if you can, you can execute a good double leg with good technique, not just power and explosiveness, but good technique. And you learn how to be in that position. It's a lot easier to stay and keep going back to that position. So double legs are important to learn. Um, we worked on that. We worked in the double passing the guard off the double. And uh, what we what we do after we we do that, right? Because I don't like I don't like staying and hanging out in side control. I feel like it's it's easy for them to get back to their belly or back to their knees. You can't do much damage because you have to commit your upper body to holding them down if you're in side control. So I, I recommend knee on belly. Or what we were working on this weekend was turning towards the legs and uh, looking for the the low mount. The figure four on the legs, the uh, smash position, I call it a smash position, uh, um, also referred to as knee connect. Right? There's a lot of different, different ways of, of explaining it or talking about it, but I call it a smash. So that's what we're doing. We're working to that position for the finish. Um, and then, you know, we worked on some stuff around, you know, when we don't clear the leg off the double leg and we end up in half guard. Okay, so we had time to go through that half guard position um, and, and controlling and dominating that and using that, that half guard position after the takedown to getting to that smash position again, right? We would uh, retreat into the double leg from half guard. We would go back to the, to the double leg, lock the hands, 
kick that uh, kick the leg out of the middle and use that to do the Khabib leg wrap. Okay. That's the knee connect. That's the smash. We, 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 we finish in that position, always saddling up. <clears throat> they, they were blown away by a lot of it. They had a good skill, you know, um, Craig Campbell was was one of their head guys at that gym, and he had, he's fought in, in Bellator before. He's got a lot of fights, so you know they were they were knowledgeable, and it's fun to teach guys like that. It was good times, good times. So, if you guys are in a position where you are looking for seminars, reach out, ask. We can set that up um, if you want small groups or privates um, available. Also, meeting with some new people this week for the first time. This should be good. So, yeah, man, getting that schedule filled up. Yep, that's uh, that's very, very truthful words, bud, right here. <clears throat> the MMA press room <clears throat> is saying, it's nice to have someone like Fitch to explain all this stuff, but learning it in a seminar and drilling it repetitively are two different things. You have to live this stuff. Yes, seminars are important. Private lessons are important, but the most important is going to the gym regularly and and, and drilling. Uh, I've I've known people who were who were the the you know seminar cultists who always went to a bunch of seminars and never really learned anything because they weren't going to normal practices. You know, they're spending money on on uh, going to the seminars, but they're not spending the money on going to practice. And then they're not spending money on private lesson. Like the seminars give you things outside of your normal thing. Like you're getting outside of your normal teaching. You're seeing something new, new method, new, whatever the, the private lessons are for fine tuning details of your technique. And you need that. And then you have the regular practices with your regular drilling. And that's where you, Take the stuff you learned in the seminar, the stuff you learned in the private lesson, and you do it over and over and over and over again. Like it's very, it's very hard. I meet with some people, like a limited amount of time. It's really hard to develop them if they come in and train once a week. Not once a week. I'm sorry. Like even once a week is hard. Like once a month is hard. Once a week is hard. Like because you're not having them drill. You know, it would be great to have everybody come to me for a private lesson, learn from me, and then go with their buddy. That's why I always encourage small groups. Because in the small group, you have a buddy. You have a buddy learning the same thing you are. And then I can teach you how to drill and how to drill together and get better at, at the techniques I'm teaching you. Yeah, I, I, I highly recommend small groups. Get a, get a partner and go in on a, on a private lesson. It'll be cheaper for you and then you'll end up getting more value out of it because now you've got a training partner who saw the same stuff you did and you get to work on it together. <clears throat> Sal, excellent question, technique question here, saying, is there any benefit to dropping knee for penetration step or just bending at the waist and blasting through like GSP? Okay, so first off, don't ever bend at the waist, okay? Um, you, you hit a high-level double leg. You're, you're changing levels. Your belt line changes, but you're, you're not bending over at your, at your waist. <clears throat> Um, that's not a good technique. Somebody like GSP, uh, even myself, we're, we're higher level athletes. And sometimes we can get away with not as good technique, especially if we have good timing. If they're in a bad position, my technique doesn't have to be as great. But 
we want to uh, we want to close the distance, get in on the hips without getting stuck on it in a fight. In a fight, like if you're in, in a jiu-jitsu match, a wrestling match, like going to the knee is fine because you can you can get low to get under them to get into the get into the uh, the match, get into the um, exchange. But with, with a fight, you don't want to get stuck underneath somebody and carry their weight around. You can get choked, you can get elbowed, you can get you know need on the way in. All kinds of stuff can happen. So like I don't touch the knee on the shot. I have an advanced penetration step that I teach to guys. Uh, there's some videos. I have some things on on uh, Rockfin. I think on YouTube. You guys search for them. But advanced penetration step was probably on there somewhere. <clears throat> All right. Search those up in the Fitch Smash, um, whatever folder or thing. Oh, Pro, what's up? Which fighter reminds me of none? I don't have anything, but I don't see anybody that reminds me of GSP. I'm not even close. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry, but a lot of guys today they're they're all just doing like kickboxing sparring in their fights. That's what it seems like to me. I I don't get the same feel because everything's about entertainment now. It's about you know I'm the most entertaining fighter. I'm the most popular fighter. It's not about who's the best fighter. You know, like I don't care if the best fighter in the world is the most boring fighter the most terrible to watch um freaking what's his name mayweather like i think mayweather's kind of boring but like i'll still watch him fight because he's the best just the way sports work sometimes but yeah man <clears throat> i don't really have anybody that reminds me of that level of ability vincent What's up, buddy? He's saying privates are legit. My kids do some with wrestling. Yep. <clears throat> That's awesome. We did private lessons in college wrestling at Purdue. <clears throat> I did them at high school wrestling, right? When you set up a special time to meet with the coach to work on some things, it's a private lesson. That that was ha that that happened, you know. We, we would do that. We would uh um at Purdue, you know, you you, you would have Part of your day if you had a certain slot time slot open or whatever and you could be around and you could meet with the coach and get a wrestling session and a lot of times you get a wrestling private lesson in with the coach he would do like four or five that day you know and we're taking a one-on-one -on -one with him or we got a small group with him and then we go do our lift do the rest of our classes and then we come back for practice later in the day or sometimes the practice was in the morning it just depended on this this semester and how it worked out <clears throat> but those those helped a lot man they helped a ton I don't, I'm not a dude. I don't, I'm Lee the Flea says, uh, I think Usman is really good because he is better every fight. Like you can see progression from Burns' fight to Masvidal rematch. Okay. Okay. Granted, but like I feel like there's no real competition. I don't feel like it's a good, tough weight class. I don't think, I don't think he measures up. I don't think he'd be champ of Bellator. <laughs> I don't think he's that good. I don't at all. You know, I think he's won as many matches as he has because. Like everybody else is pretty weak also. And they've put such a emphasis on entertainment only rather than actual skill. Like even if there was somebody who was good enough to beat him, he might he might not have enough social media followers. So they, they don't give him a chance. That's just what they've built. That's what it is now. It's pro wrestling minus the fixed outcomes. What did I study at Purdue? Wrestling. <laughs> 
wrestling and big girls. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I went to college to wrestle, but I started off majoring in history and minoring in PE, but then I flip flopped halfway through because the like the academic uh, levels were easier for PE, even though I could get the same job. I was going to be able to get the same job, but it's like, you know, you had to have a 3.0 in the history um, department to do sports. But if you're in PE was the your was your major, you could have a two five. I had like a two nine and I was like, okay, well I have to I either have to take two classes over in the summertime and pay for that and redo these fucking classes they don't give a shit about. <laughs> yeah, or I just switch my majors. I can still get the same job. So I switched my major minor around. Um yeah, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't want to retake those classes. It was like some stupid dance class and public speaking or some shit too. Not even hard classes, but I was like, pay this again and nope, I'm out, I'm out. Sal is asking, uh, John, have you heard Danny Sabatello, bantamweight at Bellator? He wrestled at Purdue like yourself and said he watched you fight when he was younger. I I don't know if I met Danny Sabatello, but I, I think um, my old buddy Mo, Coach Mo, as as has met him. Um, I've communicated with him, I believe through DMS and, and Twitter, like years ago, I think he might've asked me something about fighting. Um, we almost got to see two Purdue guys fight in the Bellator tournament, Archuleto. He wrestled at Purdue also, but yeah, I, I, I follow, I think I followed Sabatello from in wrestling. So I follow the Purdue wrestling team, Twitter account, and Instagram accounts. And sometimes I'll follow some of the guys just to see what's going on. But yeah, he's, he's been doing good, man. It's cool to see. Go Boilers. Greco Steven over here. Greco season or, or Freeco. Freestyle. Freestyle and Greco. Oh, I forgot, guys. Okay, so uh, we covered the um, covered the seminar. I didn't get a scene of the fights this weekend. Um, but yeah, let's do uh, let's do some um, free consultations. All right, I'm gonna put the link in the chat. You guys can call in, say hello, and ask me whatever things you want to ask about. Ask some some questions, some diet, health, nutrition, fighting. Maybe uh, you're having problems with your girls. You get them in line. Maybe you found a good one and you're trying to keep her around. I can help. <clears throat> Andrew E. Dana, did you see Ramanov's fight the other day? He had a great throw against Sherman. I don't think I did see Ramanov's fight. I did see, I think I saw some of the PFL on Thursday. And there was uh, the heavyweight there had that you know, that really nice knee knockout and did his little backflip thingy. That guy's tough. It's going to be interesting to see that guy. But it's such a, man, this shit is so ridiculous. You know, like we're never going to see that guy fight, you know, the top guys because they're all in different promotions and there's no cross promotion. It's so sickening. It's so sickening that we don't get to see cross promotion fights. It's ridiculous. So irritated. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. 
saying, or sensei says, uh, I did nothing with my accounting finance degree. We got a question here from uh, somebody calling in. We're going to take this though. All right, here we go. Okay. Um, we're going to welcome Erp Sensi. Hello. Hello, you there? ERP Sensei. I'm not hearing anything. Not hearing anything. All right. We'll have to try again another time. Please uh, call back in if you're having an issue. Maybe find a better connection. Oh, that's uh, that's yeah. ERP Sensei is saying at least your uni experience was relevant to your career. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah, because I wrestled, because I decided to wrestle, and I, honestly, me, um, me. Going to college and wrestling is what brought me to fighting, which, you know, I wasn't something that was on my radar necessarily. Um, but yeah, it's funny how that works out. <laughs> if I, if I uh, wouldn't have gone anyways, I would have maybe done, yeah, I definitely would have done something else. Probably wouldn't have find, found uh, fighting. All right, he's back. Let's see. Hello, you there? Can you hear? Man, I don't know. Is that my? No. Yeah, I can't hear you. You're not coming through at all. Nope. There he goes. Um. Yep. I'm saying uh, all pro Lamont Z. I made significantly more working in a warehouse than in my office job. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. There's a lot of, like, it's not the only way to go. Like, it's the, it's just because they're telling you that's the way to go. <laughs> like, that's the way they make money. They make the most money off of getting you to do those things. You got to understand. You always got to see, like, and ask yourself who's benefiting and how do they benefit from this. Lee the Flea saying uh, they were... Comparing Sabatello to you during his last fight to Fitch dominance, and I think the other guy was undefeated. Awesome. Yeah, I saw I saw part of his fight. He looked good. He looked good. It was nice to see. Sal asking about Mekachev. Uh John, how strong is is Mekachev? He's yeah, he's strong. He's not as strong as Khabib, but if he grabbed a hold of you, you wouldn't really think he's a fifty-five pounder. But he's a strong guy. <clears throat> he's more technical. He's more slick. He's more slick than than Khabib. Khabib will just steamroll you in a lot of things and positions, and and grind you out in some positions. But he'll 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 outmove you. He'll outslick you in some stuff. It's cool. Yeah, no worries. Maybe yeah, the the connection or something's just not there. Thanks for trying. Thanks for having the balls to come on. And uh, be involved rather than just typing, which I appreciate the types. Just I appreciate. Um, Wyatt B saying, "Hey John, did you ever?" Oh, I'm sorry, hooked this up. Wyatt B says, "Hey John, did you ever shoot right at the start of 
the period in wrestling. Um, maybe, but my my thing was just to move forward, clinch, start snapping your head down, start pushing you around. You know, I want to snap your head down, hand fight, get you tired, and then I, I'd shoot my entry, shoot a lot of double legs, and if you know you started to sprawl, I switch off to a single. It's a good way to kind of chain things together, stack things together to get the takedown. But shooting right away off the takedown wasn't wasn't really a thing I don't think I remember myself doing. It's clubby in the head. Snap, snap, snap. The fun stuff. Fun stuff. Come on, guys. Come on. Click that in the uh Click the link, man. Click that link and join me on a call. Ask some questions. Get it done. Wyatt B. Saying, personally, for my go-to, I prefer to tie up than go from a wrist roll to ankle pick. It's nice. Yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna snap your head, dig under hooks, push you around, feel how strong you are, get wrist control. If I can grab a two-on-one to move you around and set something up, great. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, elbow passes. I like elbow passes a lot because, you know, I start, I start pulling on your head, start banging on your head, start pushing into you. You start pushing back. You start getting a little bit irritated because I'm heavy on your head and heavy on your hands and just snap, snap, making you feel gravity. And um, a lot of times guys will push back. He'll push back hard. Boom, and then I can just elbow, elbow pass. I open the gate. They run through. And uh, I got I to gotta sweep like a – you sweep like a, like a cougar, a, a big cat chasing something down. You got to sweep the leg out. It's fun. It's fun. But that was that was often often how I would uh, get my takedowns. But um, yeah, I like to snap, and if I can snap that guy's head to the mat, awesome. But usually, he starts snapping, and they start bringing their head way up. That opens up that double leg. It opens up the single leg entries. Good stuff. Good stuff. Sal says, John, do you think aerodyne workouts translate well to fighting and wrestling, aka? Use them a lot, I see. Yes, AKA, we use them a lot. We developed the, um, we developed our bike workout, our 30 minute bike workout off of a long time ago, the, the fight, the, uh, the CrossFit guys. When there's only like a handful of CrossFits in the whole country, we were going into Santa Cruz. We had to drive over the, over the mountain to go and work with these guys early in the morning. And I think his name was Greg, but, Anyways, we would go and we work and like it, it just did, it didn't work right for for fighting. So we took the good stuff that we from it and we came up with our own workout. So we created this bike workout, this 30 minute bike workout. And um, the the Aerodyne bike, the Versa climbers, and the uh, roll machines. Okay, those are probably the best machines I can think of that translate well into grappling and fighting cardio. Because you you're forced to use your legs and your arms together in order to um, to work and to move, and that's that's what fighting and grappling is. You have to use big muscle groups, little muscle groups, top bottom together 
and you have to get that stress put on the system. It's hard to do just on a stationary bike. It's hard to do just running. Um, and it's also, there's also a rhythm to those machines. Okay. There's a little bit of the rhythm to those machines. And because there's rhythm to those machines, it's kind of rhythmic. It's less impactful. It's not like the impact of running. I think it's a lot safer on your body, a lot safer on your joints to be spending your time on those type of machines rather than running on the street, running on the road. Not that I don't ever do it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I put on a 20 pound weight vest and I run up a hill as fast as I can. That happens. Um, you want to do some sprint workouts, it's fine. But always be aware that you're putting extra stress on your body because of the impacts. Okay. And if you can avoid it, you might as well. So that's why I really like the bike because I can get really hard cardio sessions in without beating my body and joints and stuff up. And I still have all my other workouts I have to do. You know, it's not like I'm just going out to run. I'm just not running to do cardio, you know. Well, I'm just going to go for a nice run. Oh, man, luxurious. It's luxurious, guys. Should I stay rock star with it? I don't know. I thought I thought maybe I looked a little bit too like Jared Leto, like this. Jared Leto gonna play me. He's gonna have to lift some weights. <laughs> Morpheus. Um. Sal says, "Could Khabib's cardio match that of guys like Usman, Colby?" It seems he could wrestle hard for five rounds, but he always finished guys before the full five rounds were up. Yeah, I think, no, I don't think, I don't even think Usman and Colby have that great of cardio. I just said, like earlier, I think that weight class is kind of weak these days. Um, man, what's his name? There's, 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 what's his name is a cardio machine at that weight class, but I think he's over, oh, I think he's too small for the weight class. I think he needs to be a 165 pounder. I can't remember who I'm – is it Geoff? Geoff Neal? Or is it a different one? I can't remember which guy. But, yeah. So I'll say, but, yeah, Khabib has tons of cardio, cardio for days. He has no problem going with any of those guys five rounds. I thought Colby got gassed in this, his one fight with with uh, Usman. But it could be because his, he got punched hard a couple times. It slows you down a little bit. James asking, how would you defend or train against a fighter who is hell-bent on just taking you down, such as fighting Stan and Maya? Uh, well, you train a lot on, on uh, getting up from bottom. You train a lot on escaping bad positions. You put yourself, you know, people on your back. You put people in in body triangles, you put people in mount, you people, you put people in all the bad spots, you know, you're in the bad spot. They, they have the dominant position and then you, you have to fight out of it over and over and over again. You fight out of it. You go right back and start back in the spot. That that's the way you get ready for those things. That's the way you prepare. It's not just like, Oh, I'm just going to defend the takedown. You have to expect somewhere along the lines, you're going to take it out. Even if you don't want to, and you're going to fight the whole time, not to, and you're successful in doing that. Great. You still have to put it in your head because mentally, if you think you're never going to get taken down and then you do, like, you're done. You're done. Because you didn't mentally prepare for the amount of work and effort it's going to take to get back up. You're not going to get it done. You're not going to do it. You're going to give up. You're going to be like, damn it. This is hard. 
Well, if you accept the idea that you're probably getting taken down, you, you know that it's hard and you've accepted that it's hard, okay? But you're still going to get up. That's what that does. <laughs> got some Lee the Fleece says got some Charles Manson and Johnny Depp in there too. Yeah, just don't just don't have any poop in my bed. Nobody poop in my bed. Amber turd. That's no man, that whole thing. One of the biggest things that bothers me about this whole Amber Heard, Amber Turd, Johnny Depp thing is the fact that everybody's like, oh, well, now we can totally throw away the misconception that, you know. We got to believe all women and we got to do this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, like, didn't we already like live through like Casey Anthony and a lot of other really horrible shit? Nothing changed. Nothing's going to happen. Get out of here. <laughs> it's not doing nothing. Like, grow up. <laughs> grow up. Yes. Yes. Wayne. Oh, I'm sorry. Wyatt. White's asking, John, did you ever train with Sergi uh, Pavlovich when he was at AKA? He is, you know, he's a monster, bro. He is so strong and he's such a big, like, nice kid. <laughs> like, seriously. But, like, that dude, like, he's just, he's like gently, softly, like, patting with you. But he's like Lenny, like, barely touch you, just doesn't even mean to hit you. And then, like, like you're, you're thrown back to the wall. <laughs> he's like, oh. Can I, can I pet the rabbits, George? Um, not saying that he's 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 slow or anything like that, but like he's just like big, nice, gentle giant, and he could tear your arm off like without trying very hard. Man. Oh, nice. ERP is saying, uh, I actually have restream account. I have some audio issues. So once I figure out my tech, maybe I'll try calling in on another stream. That'd be good. Do that. Uh, he's also asking, John, do you ever play with tonfas or bow staffs? Uh, like goofing around. You know, if I got a big long stick or a big long tube, like I may do some pretend bow staff stuff but i do have oh i have my i do have my nunchucks right so um i do play with my nunchucks a little bit it's a good way it's a good way to uh tan without looking like you're tanning i've i've got a number of um things things to solve that problem if you don't want to look like you're laying out and tanning yourself you can do cool stuff like nunchucks. Go out into the park and take your shirt off and then do some nunchucks. You know, what are they going to do? What are they going to say? Psh, you're just suntanning. <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah, that dude's a badass ninja. Let's stay away from him. Except the girls. The girls will be like, he's a badass ninja. Let's, let's stay close to him. What up? Yeah, these are my sons. These are my sons. He said I could wear them. I asked him if they made me look cool. And I said, not really. So I got that. 
Uh, Sal saying, did you train with Edmund Shabazian when he was at AKA or how did he feel to spar? If so, I don't, I can't remember if I did. A lot of these guys, I can't remember their names. Was he like a Pakistani fighter? Is that the guy you're talking about? I don't know. There's a lot of guys that I, I can't remember if I, you know, there's guys that I train like intensely with for long periods of time. And like, I know them by for their face and like, whatever, and inside jokes or whatever, but I, I couldn't, I don't know if I know their real name and how to spell it. You know, people come in with nicknames and stuff all the time. No, I, I have not acquired any Cali sticks yet. I have not. <laughs> yep. Take your shirt off and do some nunchucking, baby. Get it. Yep. I sleep. I sleep with my nunchucks like this. Just in case. Just in case somebody wants to fuck around and find out. It's rough out there, guys. Learn to fight. I'll have uh, the Learn to Fight. You guys check out the Learn to Fight video on on uh, Rockfin yet? It'll, it'll be out on YouTube here tomorrow morning, but you can see it. You can preview and see it on Rockfin first if uh, you're feeling frisky. You can just create an account on Rockfin. A lot, of, a lot of great creators over there, a lot of free content, a lot of good stuff. Just do that. Just just to start putting pressure, man. Put some pressure on these these platforms like, like YouTube. You know, Elon Musk just bought Twitter, and they removed a bunch of the, the shadow bans. And now, like, I've gained, like, 300 followers, which is not a lot compared to a lot of people. But, like, I was getting, like, two or three a day, right? Then I get, like, 300 in a few days. It, it's wild. And there's people who I haven't seen their tweets in a long time. I kind of forgot about. Now they're on my timeline again. It's uh, it's gross what these tech companies are doing. And I'm realizing there's a good chance that I've been shadow banned for a number of years, like even before the Trump era, because I was I was tweeting out stuff about Edward Snowden and um, WikiLinks and whatever stuff. So that was like anti-state or anti-state stuff. So if you're doing that, like they're probably, you know, restricting your, your visibility too. So like, who knows how much money they've stolen from me because I wasn't able to advertise or I wasn't able to sell or push or do stuff to all these other people. It's criminal, man. It's really disgusting. So please support these other platforms. Just, just download them, you know, follow some creators and uh, put the pressure on these, these freaking oligarchs trying to enslave us and silence us does uh <clears throat> wyatt does folk style wrestling work well against the russians in grappling training i think it does help in um mma grappling 100 because there's a lack of control sometimes with the techniques in freestyle because all you have to do is turn the guy all you have to do is throw the guy you don't have to control on the finish and you need to control on your takedowns in MMA. You know, you might do a cool hip toss, but if you're not you're not landing in a position to, to dominate and stay in, in control, you just spend a lot of energy to throw a guy. You know, it looks cool, 
but it's not exactly as effective. I think folk style translates really well into fighting because it's more about control than just scoring. Yeah, Lee, I would I would go on Theo's show. I think he's funny. He's an interesting character. Yes. Yes, Pune, what's up, buddy? Been a while. Definitely embracing my inner caveman. I'm starting to get gray up here is what one of the things I noticed. Because I've been combing it back, so I haven't seen like this part of my head for a while. So like I'm noticing like this is this is a lot more gray than it used to be. I gotta I gotta get back on my my zinc pills. Can this guy even grapple? I mean, like, I didn't I don't even really know who this guy is. He's always some whatever trainer, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, God forbid. God, God forbid you're honest and share honest real things. This whole ministry of truth shit is fucking so bizarre. So bizarre, dude. That lady they picked to uh run it. God, God help us all. We're in trouble. Hmm, good, good one, Roy. Good one, Punit. Good one. Yes, everybody knows I beat Rory. Yep, you don't score until you score. That's the truth. Yep, like Rory, BJ, they know they lost those fights. I should have three more wins than I have. You know, BJ, the Rory fight, the Salmon Hutchinson. When I got I got punted in the face when I was on one knee. I should have made a DQ. I won. But the promoter, the promoter helped decide. Right? Because if it's a draw, if it's a no contest, then nobody gets the win bonus. So he saved himself some money. Yeah, Mark, I did. I missed Rule Zero. I was, I was, uh, I was teaching seminar at that time. I was in uh, Texarkana. I I filmed it, so I will be chopping it up, chopping it up. I'll be making it available. It'll go up probably, probably on, um, you know, uh, Gumroad. I have it up there as a course, like my other some of my other courses I have up there. I do course seminars, and then I have the techniques and stuff I put up on. Uh, gum road for people to get in case you are not in a position where you can come to a seminar gives you a chance to learn from me but i will have that i may you know we'll see i may i may put uh some of the stuff up here and there on social media just to share some techniques but yeah why don't you guys use the link man use the link okay use the link and jump on the call just say what's up okay get a uh get a free consultation bud yeah i have i'm i'm already shadow banned i'm definitely shadow banned on uh because of the memes i put up on my stories i'm 100 shadow banned somebody sent me a, an image snap that they took they were searching for my um, my name and my hashtags, 
and the hashtags were blocked and limited. They're like, this person's locked and limited because of whatever. And like, there's people who can't tag me. Like I can't do like a video call and stuff because they can't tag me because they want to limit my reach <laughs> because, because of my memes. Cause I put memes up that are somehow wrong, wrong think memes. Uh, I haven't, I haven't put anything together for a seminar in the, the summer in San Jose kid. Definitely. I'll, I'll reach out to some people now that we're open and stuff. I think, um, maybe I'll reach out to heroes, martial arts, Gumby and those guys. Cause they, we were trying to do something when the COVID stuff stopped, started, we had to close, we had to close it down and stop the seminar. So I'll, I'll reach out to some of the people now that things seem like they're, they're going. Oh yeah, where'd you see that? Where'd you see that and hear that? All-time toughest opponent. Must be interesting. Did not see it. Yeah, Diego Sanchez and uh, Dan Hardy boxing. I'm a heavyweight though now, guys. I'm. I'm. Well, today I was. I weighed two twenty-four today. Two twenty-four because I did some fasting over the weekend. Cause I, I got too fat. <laughs> I got, I got, I was working hard and I got to 227. I was looking good. And then I don't know what happened. And I just ate shit for like a few days. And then I got a little soft and I got up to 234. But now I fasted some on the weekend. We're back in that 220s sexy zone. I do not. Puna, that's a good question. I don't. I don't know if their internal marketing does anything. I'm not sure. I get all my sales pretty much from advertising on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and and now like uh, down in the the details in the description, you have the link, my uh, link tree link, and that takes you to um, my Gumroad. All right, we got Andrew E is going to close out with some questions. Andrew, what's up? Hey, John, how's it going? Hey, all right, we got you. Um, I got a question about uh, judo techniques and how to go against wrestlers with those. So like in judo, you know, you're not allowed to shoot, you know, single legs or double legs. Yeah. And so when you start just going against people in like a different skill set, like a wrestling skill set, like I've noticed I've had issues trying to like nobody's gonna just stand up because in judo everybody stands up and tries to go for grips. You yeah, know, like yeah, they get low, they get low, and they try to get and shoot in before you have a chance to set your grips. Yeah, and so yeah. like what, like what techniques could you use, or like would you think could be effective to get like a wrestler to like stand up more so, so I could get those grips. Uh, I think I think a lot more wrist and collar type grips, and then a lot of lot of snapping the head down. Um, I would focus a lot on, you know, really, really trying to snap their head down to make them put their hands on the mat. Like that should be your goal. Like get in, set grips and force the wrestler to put his hands on the mat because he's probably not going to let you put his hands on the mat. Right. And then like he's right. That's when he's going to stand up. You got to feel that push pull of his up and down from you snapping his head down. You're trying to pull his head down to the mat. Like he feels you pulling his head down to the mat because you're trying to. 
And then he's going to fight back off of that. Once you start feeling him fighting back off of that, that's his posture. That's the posture of him standing up. That's when you're going to have to make your entries. Okay. And um, do you like, do you have any other tips that might benefit a judo player against like a wrestler? Um, oh man, like you got to think about, you've got to think about like what happens after the throw a lot of times. Okay. Because there's a lot of stuff in judo where you hit the throw and you know, it's an opponent. So like you win, <laughs> you know, but you're not in control. And if you do that to a wrestler in a, in a, in a wrestling match or in a grappling match or in a submission match or in a fight, like now, now after you've got the throw, it could have been an awesome throw. They're in a position where they can scramble and get on top or, or scramble and be on your back or something. And that's, that can be dangerous. So, um, be aware of what happens to the person after the throw. Where's your control coming through? How you're going to be able to control that guy? Dave Camarillo has a lot of great stuff for judo guys to use in um, jujitsu because that was his original black belt was judo. Okay. Well, cool. Thanks, man. That was pretty much what I had was just that question. Awesome. So. Cool, man. Thank you. Thanks for calling yep. in. Yep. Take it easy. You too. Bye. Awesome. Love it. Love what you guys call in. Huh. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to check it out. ERP saying, um, if you search John Fitch versus BJ Penn on YouTube, the first video that pops up is an entire, is an entire with title BJ Penn ranks John Fitch as his all time toughest opponent. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think I had a high ranking from GSP also. Oh, interview, interview, interview. Okay. Any tips on how to turn a four pack into a six pack? Yeah, man, that's, that is, you got to cut the bullshit, man. No carbs, like get the sugar out. You got to cut the bitch. Like, oh, I wanted it to taste good. It's got to go. You don't get a taste. You don't have tasty foods for a minute until you get there. Okay. Uh, you got to watch the processed foods. You got to watch the sugars. You got to watch the carbs. That's going to have a big impact on it. But um, the final little thing that can help peel off that excess fat is the HIT cardio, the sprint workouts. That'll get it done. Diet and HIT. <laughs> Snap somebody's head off with your hands. <laughs> Trend, maybe trend. A lot of trend might work. Um, I don't make, yeah, I don't make much, uh, Punit. Uh, you know, I've made more here and there at different times, but like, yeah, I'm not, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out. I didn't have that many, um, I didn't have that many products for a while and then figuring out what, what people actually want to spend money on. You know, um, technique videos is hard. It's hard because there's an, there's an ample amount of technique for free online. One, two, uh, people are already paying a hundred to $150 a month, maybe $250 a month to go to a gym and, and train jujitsu. You know, they, they already spend money on seminars. So a lot of people don't want to spend the money on that thing. Uh, and I think my copywriting just needs to get way better. <laughs> I need to be a much, much better salesman copywriter. 
you know, I got a lot of work to do with my, with my Gumroad sales. I think the, uh, the quality of the product and what the product is makes a big difference. Um, yeah, like I'm, gonna, I'm putting some fitness, some more fitness stuff up there and strength training stuff up there. I think that'll probably do better than some of the technique stuff. But I want to make the technique stuff available anyways, um, because not everybody can make it to a seminar. You know, I just I just know that I valued anybody who I could learn from back when I was coming up. Like I had to move from Indiana, California, just to learn technique because there was nothing where I was at. Uh, but yeah, so guys, uh, one last thing, I think. Okay, where is it? Okay, so there's a link. I put a link in uh, the description for um, MLD's new uh, men program that's coming out. Okay, it's going up. It's going to be uh, featured and available for you guys. Um, where is it? Oh, men, Masculine Empowerment Network. Here, let me share this page with you guys. Okay. Singo. Okay, there we go. Is that good? All right. So John is doing this again. The last one was a big success. Uh, they just finished their um, inner game uh, stuff, and that was really good because a lot of guys, you know, they're trying to learn how to up their lives. They're trying to uh, get better, uh, looking better, health, better, better jobs, more money, you know, better relationships their friends, their families, their loved ones, and, you know, getting girls, picking girls up, keeping girls. And, you know, there's not very many male spaces where guys can share notes and knowledge and help each other out and fix problems, you know, especially things that you, you weren't taught by your father because maybe your father wasn't around or he didn't know them. Things, things like that happen. Uh, there's a, a lot of guys who benefit from this. Uh, the chats that I'm in, with these guys, they're all extremely, um, man, they're just all over this. Like they're super into it. Like I see tons of growth from these guys. They're posting their own personal stories and like, um, you know, pictures of themselves working out, pictures of uh, their, their screenshots of the text and the, and the chats they're having with girls. So like they're improving on game and, and getting girls to like like them and value them. A lot of very, um, very, very good information, very helpful information. And I'm, I'm an affiliate to this course, so if you guys end up deciding to take it, um, I do I do receive a percentage of that sale. I am in the, the men network. Like I will, I will, when I have time, I will be able to stop in and I will um, – be there to listen to some of the presentations and some of the talks by people. And I'm on the chat. So there's like a group chat, all the guys who are in the men masculine empowerment network, they're all in the same chat and like I'm there. So like I'm answering people's questions and chatting with those guys. I, I'm not able to uh, talk. I, I spoke at one of these before 
in the past, but like the schedule, I'm just not able to with the schedule. In the future, I'll probably do something. But I work with John. He's on, he's on Rule Zero with us all the time. Good stuff. He's doing really good stuff, man. I hope I can get out to uh, out to Japan. He lives in Japan now. I get out there, do a seminar, do some stuff with him too. Hopefully. Good one. All right, I think this will be our last question. Andrew Keen is saying, how big can you get in one year with the discipline, diet, training, etc.? It depends. It really depends because everybody's, um, you know, we're all human. So a lot of the baseline stuff is all kind of the same. But your your DNA, your, your genetics are going to make a big difference on the size you can put on. But diet and discipline are huge, okay? If you're lifting, I spent last year – uh, doing nothing but eating and lifting. I put on about 20 pounds. I, put, I was able to put on about 20 pounds of muscle. And, you know, I was eating, you know, 12 eggs for breakfast. <laughs> I was eating nine ounces of meat three times a day. I had my shakes. I was doing double protein on my shakes. Like I was, I was eating a lot, a ton, dude. It was kind of expensive <laughs> to be quite honest. And uh, I did it with like good food. I increased the mass of the good food I was eating, not like a bunch of junk calories. That was not what I was doing. And, you know, I was able to put on a good amount of weight. But I think your size, too, if you're 120 pounds already, like you're going to put on 60 pounds of muscle? No. Um, but, yeah, you, you, can, you can put on weight if you're, if you're doing the right lifts. You know, I use my Fitch Smashed uh, Strength System to put the weight on, too. You know, I added, you know, because I, I, when I do that lift, like I recommend 6 to 20 reps because – I think it's more important to be consistent with your lifts than it is to be like hard on, oh, well, you have to do 12 reps in order for it to count as a workout. Like some days you're tired and you just want to do six because I've done three other workouts. You know, my body's beat up. Um, so I do things that way. And I was able to, you know, I pushed um, mostly I was lifting about 20 reps on a lot of the stuff. And then every once in a while, I, I'd, I'd do a heavy day and do a little stronger. But, like, I put on good size, I think. And it was all natural. And I'm old. Like, I did it at 43, you know. But now, 44, even older. But I, I still, like, do my same system. I lift the same system. <laughs> Pune is saying, the masculine network should be a subsidiary of Smash Society. <laughs> I got to get on the Smash Society and pick that stuff up. Um, Max is saying, strong lifts only programs one set of deadlifts per week. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Like, that's – I so, like, my Monday and Thursday, I do the same lifts. But, like, now that I'm retired, like, I'm only doing three lifts on Monday, Monday and Thursday. I do some bench type of workout or some kind of press. Uh, dips count, right? Okay, dips, I could do decline press, I could do incline press, like those press things. If I had an ISO bench or a machine hammer strength ISO bench, that, that could count too. But um, I do that, I do squats or some form of squats or deadlifts, some form of deadlifts. And it's usually uh, the um, sumo deadlifts 
And sometimes if I if I have the bar, I don't have the bar. But if you have a trap bar, I like those too. And that's, that's because um, sometimes traditional deadlifts, if I'm doing all the other workouts, I can put too much strain on my back. I don't want to get a tired tired back. Yeah, that's not you're not you're not wrong, John. Could destroy ninety nine point nine nine percent of forty four year old guys, maybe more. <laughs> there, there's a lot of there. I could probably destroy ninety nine point nine nine percent of thirty year old guys, to be honest. If we really want to be honest. Who's the next champion besides? I don't know, man. Mo Mo Alik. He's he's a really young kid from uh, Kuwait. He's a stud. He's a stud. He's a real stud, man. Mo underscore Alik, I believe. I follow him on my Instagram. I'd be able to find him. But like, he's a stud, man. He's got some judo skills. Really good stand up. Really strong. Yeah, he's gonna do good. And then they're gonna love him too because he's like the number one guy in Kuwait for MMA. I don't. I don't think. I don't think this generation of guys is as tough as the older ones. I, I just think it's different. I think there's been too much of us of an emphasis put on entertainment over skill and ability. That's just how I see it. Um, but all right, guys. All right, all right. That was a good show. That was good. Thanks. Thanks for the guys who called in. I really appreciate you guys calling in. Um, I had a fun time in my seminar. I had a really good time. I'll get that stuff. I'll get working on uh, that stuff. Get that get that seminar done. I still got my other seminar I got to work on too to get that up and available to everybody. Uh, when I did my gi for uh, my wrestling for BJJ down in SoCal, I did that at the end of February. I got to get that done. But the, the Fitch Strength Smash is probably the next thing coming out. I'm probably going to be doing that next and have that available to you guys next because – it's going to be a Jack summer. It's going to be a Jack summer, guys. Like, if you're not starting to get ready now, you're missing out. It's going to be a Jack summer. Unvaxxed summer. Ooh. I'm going to do it, guys. All right. Um, again, thanks for watching. Who are we singing tonight? Who are we singing? Let's do it. Early one morning, making the rounds. Took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down. Went right home and I went to bed. I stuck that loving 44 beneath my head. Got up the next morning and I grabbed that gun. Took a shot of cocaine and away I run. Run real good, but I run too slow. They overtook my ass in Juarez, Mexico. Out in a hot joint, taking the pills. I walked a sheriff from Jericho Hill. Said, Willie, your name is Nijack Brown. You're the dirty hack that shot that bad bitch down. I said, yes, yes, my name is Willie Lee. You got a warrant just to read it to me. Shot her down because she made me sore. I thought I was her daddy, but she had five more. When I was arrested, I was dressed in black. Put me on a train and they sent me back. 
Had no friends to forego my bail. They stuck my dried up caucus in that county jail. Yeah, the next morning, about half past nine, seen the sheriff coming down the line. Up it coughed as it cleared his throat. Come on, you dirty hack into the district court. To the courtroom, my trial began. I was handled by 12 honest men just before the jury started out. I seen that little judge commence to look about. In about five minutes, it walked a man. In the, the verdict in his right hand, verdict read in the first degree. I hollered, Lord, Lord, have mercy on me. This judge smiled as he picked up his pen. Nine, nine years underneath that pen. Nine, nine years underneath that ground. I can't believe the day I shot that bad bitch down. Marn, you got to listen to me. Lay off that whiskey and let that cocaine be. Yeah, let that cocaine be, y'all. I'll check you later. Have a good week.